Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just in time for holiday gift-giving, Dancio, the online dance instruction provider, has announced an expansion of its lineup of classes, teachers, and menu of subscriptions. Led by world-renowned teachers, Dancio's library now includes over 100 classes in a wide range of dance and fitness genres, from ballet, modern, contemporary, and West African dance, to yoga and body conditioning. Available in monthly and yearly subscriptions and a la carte individual classes, Dancio offers high-quality instruction at affordable prices from the comfort of your own home or studio. Aspiring dancers of all ages can turn to Dancio to improve their technique, develop artistry, or simply participate in the joy of dance. Best of all, Dancio is run by dancers for dancers and makes a memorable holiday gift. To gift Dancio, go to Dancio.com, that's D-A-N-C-I-O.com, and click on subscribe. The Frederick Quinney Lawson Ballet West Academy is excited to announce their summer programs. Come explore Salt Lake City and all the Ballet West has to offer. We are launching an exciting chapter in 2023 under Academy Director Evelyn cisneros Legate with the return of our strong summer programs and year-round professional training division. This year, we will also have student housing beginning August of 2023. A variety of summer programs are available for students ages 9 and up. Our flagship program at the downtown Salt Lake City campus begins June 13th with five- and three-week options. Auditions across the nation in partnership with Artie Motion begin in January with 22 audition cities. Students are given the unique opportunity to train with master faculty, including guests from the main company and special visitors like Karen Averty and Megan Fairchild. Start your journey to Ballet West Academy today at academy.balletwest.org and use code BWPOD, that's B-W-P-O-D, for $5 off your audition fee. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Mikey. It's it's time for our annual best of Boy, episode with just us. We did another year. We're here we, still. How many years have we done the podcast now? 16. 2016 was the first year. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're still trucking still along. 
I really never would have expected that. I actually was thinking that the other day. I was like, oh, I thought like even when it started to become like a thing for us, I was like, oh, just probably a couple of years, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I didn't think about it. I was living in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But there's just like never ending things to talk about when it comes to dance and ballet and our favorite topics. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of wanted to run through like we do at the end of every year. Some of our favorite moments of dance that we saw and some Mm -hmm. of our favorite podcast moments. Right. We did have, yeah, I feel like for myself, at least I did have less opportunity to see live dance this year. So you had the great idea of expanding. Yeah. That was, it was for for good reasons, but you had the great idea of expanding to a, to a FOMO list stuff we wish we had seen this year. <laughs> totally. And all, for me, they're all FOMOs because I'm in Florida. So <laughs> I think, well, you, and you had a baby. So you and missed that. fail. <laughs> and I missed some of that. And oh. I missed fail. See, that's the thing. Right. So uh, we'll go qu- through quickly the things that were our favorites from what we did manage to see and or mm. read or watch on the internet. Um, mm. The first is, which we've already been talking on our podcast for like the past 10 episodes because we love it so much <laughs> is um jennifer holman's book mr b it was one of my all-time favorite dance reads and i know you loved it as well it's so good i mean it's just really it's like she's doing the work that i mean we've always been interested in of course right so it's like she sat down and kind of did like we do these interviews with balancing dancers and we like these little tidbits that we pick up. So she did that on this vast scale of talking right. to all these people and then collecting all the information and putting it together in a historical book that reads like a novel. And it's just so interesting and, and of course, well-written and just fascinating. And I love the fact, like when, when we talked to her, it was so fun to hear how, what the process was like. And, um, all these tidbits that she found that we wouldn't really didn't know about before necessarily. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to tune into that one, it's episode 318 with Jennifer Holmans. It was so fun. We really enjoyed that one. So definitely and a highlight. You can purchase the book. It's on our reading wish list. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a COD, a COD reading list that's on our website. Um, if you just go to our homepage and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a COD reading list. And we have so many good books on there that we love. Um, and a lot of um, friends of the pod have written as well. And they are all um, there on Amazon. So if you need some last minute gifts, you can click on over there um, and purchase your gifts for the dance lover in your life. So next up, we're still on the balancing train, but um, I was able to see two performances of Jules and in both companies who couldn't be more different from one another the rubies really stuck out to me you saw miami city ballet rubies with me mm-hmm. where we saw renan Cerdero and taylor naturkas and adrian carter leading the charge mm. and that was just our favorite you know we, we love rubies so much um can't say enough good things about it we we danced in rubies together as and we just found photos. Kate Penner, <gasps> shout out to Kate, yes. well, who we've had on the pod many times. She was going through some old archival photos from Vail Dance Festival, and she found photos of us next to each other, mm-hmm. dancing rubies from what year? 2009. 2009. 13. <laughs> that was off. <laughs> oh 13, 13 was our age when we were in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this, but 
I've made this playlist um, to listen to um, with my baby because they say, you know, classical music is great. And I was like, well, if I'm going to make a list, I'm just going to make a list of all the great ballets because like, why not listen to good classical music? And, you know, of course, it's like all the balancing hits in there. And whenever Ruby's comes on, it's so like, I don't know. I've really been enjoying it. I think I when you're dancing you're getting all this amazing music all day, every day, even if you're not mm-hmm. like thinking about it. And so I really realized that I've like missed that so much. And yeah. hearing the orchestral version too, like they play Ruby's wicked fast and it's yeah. so exciting. And yeah. it's just like, even if I'm doing something else, it's like in the background, I'm just like seeing the choreography. It's just, there's no other possibility for any steps other than the ones he created. And it's just, it's a great ballet, Jonathan, right. you know that. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, and the other company that I really enjoyed in it um, was the Royal Danish Ballet, which you might not immediately identify them as people that would excel in that. Um, but the leads I saw were Tobias Pretorius. <laughs> Sorry, Toby, for murdering <laughs> your name. And Tara Shofis. And um, they were just so spectacular. Toby also did one of the leads in Ballette, but as a rule, I leave off the, my stagings from my best. <laughs> right, right. But you throw them in here and there, just like a uh, quick mention. Oh my God. I mean, Toby is just like, it was like watching a, a 21st century blonde Danish Edward. Like he's so powerful mm. and the jazz and musicality and like fearlessness was athleticism was just so off the charts and wonderful so i was i I was loving every minute of that performance awesome and next up on our list oh i have paul taylor dance company recently i got to see them do company b and a number of other works including um lauren lovett's new work solitaire and you know we've been watching lauren and her growth as a choreographer for a long time but i was really really impressed i think it's her best work yet and really? i couldn't believe how immersed sh- she was in um you know the the language the taylor language like mm-hmm. it looked like someone who obviously had a long history with the company which is of course we know untrue she never danced taylor in new york city ballet's rep i'm not even sure she danced it outside maybe a veil moment but i was so happy for lauren and it was so wonderful to see the company dancing so well um, of course, I think Company B is like one of the masterworks of the 20th century. So, so good. Yeah. Oh, so fun to dance too. Well, that's so great. I love that. I love that it's um, a ballet that they're still performing and that audiences are still seeing because it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Wait, there were some other veil moments that I wish you had been there for. Tell me all of them. Um, well, Roman Mejia, who we've long, you know, loved as a dancer. Um, he just exploded in artistic maturity this mm-hmm. year in ways that were, just felt impossible. Like the difference between 2021 and 2022, I was, my jaw was dropped. Like really? he's a fully developed artist. He was doing all these, mm-hmm. like all these roles that are associated with Brishnikov and just completely excelling in them and putting his own stamp on it. And um, and he was also artist in residence this year. So it was very fun to see him just like devour the festival. Mm, that's so fun. And actually, while you were just talking about like Lauren Lovett and her choreography and how we've been able to watch her develop that through our time at Vail Dance Festival and then like her dancing different um, styles, maybe in Vail, I just was making me think 
how Veil Dance Festival is kind of contributing to the future of the art form in a way, right? Because here's Lauren going to a different place, creating new things um, based on some experiences at Veil Dance Festival. Here's Roman really growing. And each time we see him, it's like from, even just from the beginning of the festival to the end, it feels like we can see improvements. And so I just, it's such a, another great benefit of the festival and, you know, something that's just so important for the dancers, you know, it's of course such a treat for the audiences, but there's so much more to it. You know, there's also this benefit of the dancers growth, which is for us, since we're just, there is, you know, observing, it's so fun to see. Right. It's sort of like a little dance laboratory. I love it. Um, yeah. Cool. Mm. Another thing that I loved um, that I don't think I brought up after I interviewed him um, mm. was uh, Nicholas Ruskaka, who is a dancer with Limon Dance Company. Um, he did a leading role in this work called Psalm mm. and was just super powerful and like um, just is so grounded and dynamic and really oh, like a really fascinating performer mm-hmm. and i was super impressed which we always love after we see you know it's always so fun for us when we're not familiar with the artists we speak with and then we kind of fall in love with them in that way and then we know their work you right know? it's funny i was thinking about limon too because i feel like though i didn't see it i know based on what you and i talked about it's like i feel like we have a new interest in limon dance company and that technique and choreography that we're ready to kind of like explore a little more. It's so fun to find something new in that way for us, you know, break us out of our bunhead bubble sometimes. Right. But not to be a bunhead and say a Suzanne Farrell quote, but shit, <laughs> my, my favorite quote is um, uh, how you dance is who you are, but the opposite is true too. So I think like it's so fun to kind of fall in love with someone as a person. And mm-hmm. then you see that in their interpretive um abilities. Well, it makes you see. I mean, I always loved watching Miami City Ballet because they were all my friends and I knew them as people. You know, it's like gives when you have that intimate knowledge or understanding of a person, it helps you see the artists differently. Um, and so I hope that, you know, that's one thing part of our mission here at COD is to kind of, you know, introduce you to the people that you're seeing dance and give you a better understanding of what makes them who they are and the artists that they are. Right. Yeah, looking at my list, I feel like the rest of my list is a lot of things that I've touched upon. Like I mentioned this woman at Atlanta Ballet, Emily Carrico, did the, mm. like one of the most amazing waltz girls I've ever seen. And then Indiana Woodward was just slaying every, I feel like they put her, I mean, with good reason, in every like intimate potata ever. She did duo, concertant. She did Sonatine. She did this little Robbins ballet called Andantino. But she has just such a, a wonderful capability of like bringing you into this world, like mm-hmm. her own, you know, imagination. Right. So that was fantastic to see. And then I guess I'll round it out with there's a dancer at the Royal Danish Ballet. I think I, I we maybe talked about this, but um, Blixen was a full length work that I saw there. Right. And we did yes. talk about this about the life of Karen Blixen, who is a Danish author. But this uh, this dancer, Astrid Elbow, she, um, what Astrid did with her eyes reminded me of um, what Diana Beyer had talked about in her episode with us, where it's just like, you can draw in an audience and mm. bring them into a whole different level of 
what an artistic experience is um, with just your eyes. And Astrid, like the arc that she drew for this, it, it made me into a narrative work. You know, it, it, for three hours I sat there, mm. like really um, on the edge of my seat about where this character was going to go next. So, mm. um, you know, I know we have a heavy balancing bias in this house, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think it's like when good full lengths are good, they're great, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to say for Diana Byer, that was such a fun episode. Um, she's the founding artistic director of New York Theater Ballet. That's episode 290, if anyone's interested in diving back into the archives for some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Rebecca, why don't you take us through some of your favorite episodes that we mm. um, recorded this year? There's so many good ones. It was hard for us to pick. So we kind of have a big, a big list here, but, um, and this is really in no particular order because we didn't, we can't do that. You know, it was just kind of like going backwards. And so, um, one of which was Cynthia Harvey in episode 270, man, that was just so fun. Like we said, we just love to go back and hear from dancers of that generation and that influenced us as young people seeing them in videos and on stage and made us want to dance. It was just such a fun chat with her. Mm -hmm. And Jerry, just, you know, we love the honesty. We love when, you know, people are liberated by the distance from their career. It's Mm. of course it's hard for young dancers um, to, you know, fully give themselves in an interview. You're trying to appease others or you know you have to keep some in but then not at that point right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) we do love that (laughs) what other what other favorites you got on the list um jp john pierre frolic was so fun and we got lots of great feedback about that episode in uh, 279 had a moment of um dyslexia there 279 again just like the stuff that we love going back, hearing Balanchine stories, especially just starting at SAB as a young boy and going through and now working as a repetitor um, for Robbins. It's just was so interesting to hear his take on so much of that time, you know? Right. Someone else who was a similar sort of trajectory, like, you know, from the school, those sort of balancing stories. And we interviewed earlier in the, in the year as well. I think it was episode um, 268 was Colleen Neary. We mm. loved talking to Colleen and just so many good little anecdotes about balancing or her family. And because um, her sister, Patricia Neary, was also a dancer with the company. And um, yeah, it's just we, we love we love when people of that era just give us the whole arc of their lives. Because now at this point, you know, with Cynthia, um, JP, and Colleen, like we, they've had such fascinating careers from their beginnings and their training through their, you know, all the career accolades they received and wonderful rep they dance, and to being amazing teachers, coaches, repetitors, directors, school directors. So it's just you get so much in in one interview. Yes, I mean, really, just our bread and butter. We love those episodes. We got extra excited for them. Um, another one that we really loved was hearing about Ragamala Dance Company. Um, we talked with Rani Ramaswamy, her daughters Aparna and um, Ashwini. Chatting with them was so wonderful. We loved hearing about um, 
everything that they do, their technique, uh, the history behind their art form. And then, Michael, you actually got to then follow it up by seeing them. Right. I got to see Ash Winnie perform in Let the Crows Come. And we talked about this. Oh, again, circling back to the use of the eyes. Um, mm-hmm. This was, uh, you know, pandemic still torturing us. And I think there was someone in the cast maybe had been positive. Oh, it was a musician and they had to do a last minute replacement. And but just as a precaution, the cast all had to wear masks. And Ashwini, it just did not remotely um, affect her performance. If anything, it made it more compelling because it emphasized a feature that she was using so well. Um, So I just thought it was a, a wonderful performance. Yeah. That's a FOMO for me when we talk about our FOMO list. I'm jealous that I didn't get to see that one. Um, another top one for us was uh, Robert LaFosse in episode 266. He was just, again, same in this generation and hearing about um, his career and him dancing. It was just such a fun interview. I really, sometimes right. well, I like want to go back and re-listen to some of these. I don't want to hear my voice, but I want to hear. <laughs> right. And like, he, well, he's just myself. so charismatic too. Mm-hmm. He's just such a, a charming Texan boy. You know? Yeah. He had great stories for us that um, really enjoyed. And then um, Ingrid Silva from Dance Theater of Harlem in episode 293 was just such a fun. We got to do that as part of um, a program for Dance Theater of Harlem, which was really fun for us because we are such big fans and also stay tuned for another dance theater of Harlem episode coming in the new year that we just recorded right before this. Uh, (laughs) Um, So it's fresh in our minds how much we love DTH and, you know, thinking about that interview with Ingrid was great. It was the first time we had a live baby present for an interview, Yeah, but I doubt with um, Benjamin uh, that it'll be too long that we have another child in an interview, maybe in a while. (laughs) How's that hard? <laughs> Do you remember his name even? I don't think we've talked about on the pod that, <laughs> that you have a nickname for. <laughs> I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a, it was an accidental nickname because when Rebecca was doing the, um, what do you call that? I mean, it's not a gender reveal because those are those parties that are We didn't dangerous. do a gender reveal. <laughs> yeah. We just went to the ultrasound and they were like, do you want us to tell you? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, just like, tell you and we're like yeah like people used to instead of like (laughs) we didn't want to do a whole party thing so anyways yes just when i went to the doctor and they told us and i was just i think i was like walking to a train and i went b or g because i guess you know because the extra effort it would have taken to type boy or girl (laughs) um and it it auto-corrected to bog and we've been calling (laughs) benjamin bog sometimes Um, our friend adrian got um me a christmas ornament that says bog's first christmas i love it so much and then we have a towel that you guys got us that says bog on it it's so fun so anyways yeah it was nice that you you gave benjamin the b initial you know that still feels like a tribute to it really is honestly yeah, when we realized that, I was like, okay, this works. We still like keeping Bog in there. I mean, we didn't go middle name Bog, but we were thinking about it for a while. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Anyway. Should, we, should we segue into FOMO? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Let's do that yeah. for sure. Um, for me, top FOMO is all of Vale Dance Festival. Missed it all. Yeah. I was really, I was sad to miss all of that, you know? And shout out again to Kate Penner two times in this episode. She does such a great job with all of the beautiful photography and Nell Shelby's videos, it just really 
it makes you feel like you're there in a way, but then also you really still want to be there, you know? So, um, they did an awesome job of me feeling involved through social media, but I did miss being there for the, the real deal. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, next year, you know, I'm yeah. sure we'll start to, I mean, honestly, we like usually we start hearing uh, trickles of information and details about the year as soon as mm-hmm. like January. Yeah. So, very soon for us um a recent fomo i have um is for the twilight performances because that was the weekend uh, opening weekend in denmark so the deepest fomo this one yeah i got back the day after they were over like very sad but the triumphant return of our queen jeanette delgado and we Mm -hmm. couldn't see it i swear i would have if I hadn't didn't have a baby. I would have flown to New York just to see that. Honestly, oh for sure, it's yeah. just like too important, right? And it's too. I mean, Twyla, the company. Well, the company was comprised of so many amazing dancers. So many friends of the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, yeah, a lot, yeah. Marzia Memoli, Memoli. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working yeah. on my Italian post White Lotus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Um, um, yeah. yeah, from um, Martha Graham. Who else do I well, Oh, Lloyd Knight from Martha Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, Benjamin Fremantle, former San Francisco Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot, a lot of people. And then people that we haven't had on, but that I love. Mm-hmm. Reed Tankersley and um, uh, Caitlin Gilliland, who mm-hmm. was with New York City Ballet, longtime Twilight dancer now. But yeah, amazing cast and uh, great ballets, Nine Sinatra songs and upper room both both of which we worked on extensively mm-hmm. so our time yeah. at mcb yeah i know i would have been really great to do that and we wanted to have some content about it on the pod but didn't work out but it would have been would have been great to hear more about that but i hope that everyone who saw it really enjoyed it, it was a felt like an important an important thing important shows right, right? yeah yeah, really yeah cool. for sure yeah um Another one, it was hard for me to remember like what year this was and when things happened. Um, but Pam Tanowitz, who we love in this house, yeah. Um, what is uh you know, widely regarded as her masterwork for for quartets. Um, that was a BAM in February. Mm-hmm. And another one I missed, I think I was not in town either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just um we love Pam so much and 
you know, just really dying to see that work. I mean, but I'm sure it'll come back because people are obsessed with it. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it's something that's going to have a long life and, and deserves it for sure. Um, also on this list is our, another one of our Queens, Mira Nadan in Sugar Plum. Of course, that's a FOMO for me. Are you not seeing it? Yeah, it's so sad for me. But unfortunately, both of the shows have landed on days that I'm teaching. Well, and like I, you know, I love Mira, but I also love employment. So, <laughs> but oh, I mean, well, there'll anyway, be more times to see her for sure. More years. Right. It's a good thing about Nutcracker comes around every year. Yeah. But um, another, you know, big assignment is coming up for Mira soon. She's working on a very important part in the new Justin Peck um, Copeland trilogy. And so hopefully she'll get some performances of that and we can get her on the pod and talk about that. That would be her mm -hmm. first full length. Um, although she did previously learn Swan Lake and obviously we hope there are many things like that in the cards for her. Oh yeah. But sure. yeah. That's great. What else is on our list here? Um, and maybe we just rounded out with the city center dance festival, which was um, just a great way to see so many New York institutions, Alvin Ailey, Valley Hispanico, DTH, and Martha Graham Dance Company were all performing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're obsessed with all of them and we yeah. missed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate that. I know. And so, in some ways I missed the digitalness of 2020. Right. Maybe, you know, I feel like there was burnout surrounding that. So people stopped being interested in it, but maybe, you know, there'll be a resurgence in some ways once, you know, now that people can go out and go see performances, right. they can supplement um, with some of this video content. Um, and so then what's next for us in 2023, Mikey, just continued awesome interviews. We hope we have, right. we're actually making our, our con to contact list today. So we're right. going to start getting that out. We have a couple, we're in the talks for a few big ones mm -hmm. yeah I, I think there's you know there's one name in particular that i've been dying to get on and we're having some back and forth with the interview uh scheduling and i really hope we nail it down because i think this would be someone that is the moment is important is um someone that everyone would like to hear from so yeah for sure fingers crossed for that yeah we have such a great wish list it's so funny because i do keep thinking like um, Jennifer Homan's like in the back, her bibliography list of people she talked to. I'm just like, wish list. I mean, like all of the greats. It was she just she got to talk to all those great people. And so, but you know, for us also, we can't just go too hard on balancing. We like to, but we gotta we gotta split it up. There's so much dance to talk about. There's so much um to learn about. So we try to keep it well rounded when we when we can, you know. Right. I mean, we had we were so lucky. We had so many um, interviews that got to, that we had our eyes open for are like um, ladies of hip hop and mm -hmm. uh, Ragamala and um, Carol Armitage and um, you know all these kind of strains of dance that we're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And then you know, then you fall in love with those people and you want to learn about their art. Yeah, I know. I hope that. Like we're kind of falling in love with that as on the pod and we hope that our listeners kind of are too. And like thinking about, you know, seeing different things and expanding horizons when it comes to what there is to see, or just even to just like start following on Instagram and be interested in these companies and these people 
um, that we talked to. So we hope everyone's doing that. We hope that everyone that's listening does follow us on Instagram while we're here, while we're talking about that at Conversations on Dance. And while we're here, if you wanted to just give us a little Christmas bonus, because, you know, this isn't, as we always say at the end of the year episode, it's not our, our full-time job by any means. Uh, we love doing it. And sometimes we're literally just doing it for the love of doing it mm-hmm. and for, for giving you guys content to enjoy alongside us. Like we say, though, it's really important to us to keep this content free. You know, it's we've talked about it many times that ballet is not always accessible. And so it's important that we keep COD accessible. And we've even like just recently we were having a conversation about like, oh, could we do a Patreon and put this content on it? And then we just decided, no, like we want to keep with what our original mission is. And so it's possible that that idea that we had might then end up on the COD normal feed which would be fun. We're hoping to figure out, we were talking about it before this, so we'll kind of work on that. We had some requests for it, so we'll be working on that. So stay tuned. But, you know, we want to keep bringing the people what they want is the main thing. We want to bring you guys what you want. And so we love it when you let us know who you want us to talk with, when you message us. We also love reviews on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. It really, really helps us. So like if there's one thing that you want to do for us that just takes one second it's completely free if you leave us a review it helps us so much um when we're seeking out sponsorships and um advertisers stuff like that it's always great to have those lovely reviews from our lovely listeners you don't even have to write anything you can just push those five Five on five stars give us those five stars we love it (laughs) if they if they did want to give us a little holiday bonus where might they be able to do so On our website, you can visit conversationsondancepod.com. And then up at the top, you can click support and support the podcast and just um, leave a little something there in PayPal if you'd like. We've had people do that for us before and it just makes us feel... It brightens our whole day. It really does. It's so nice. We always email everybody back and thank them for doing that. So we appreciate it. but you know what? I wanted to say one other thing, if I could, if we could just like change yeah. the topic for a second. I was thinking about like if there's something that like a lesson that we learned in 2022 that um, might serve us going into 2023. And I didn't tell you about this beforehand. So you're thinking about what mm. yours might oh, be. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking that um, not to bring it back to having a baby because it's what happened this year. But I just find... <laughs> No, I just think it's interesting how so many people will say like, oh, my body did something amazing by creating this human. And when I think about it, I do find that. And I find that my body looks a lot different because of that. And somehow I'm like, oh, but that's okay because I had a baby. And I just want to also talk about like ballet dancers, their bodies do things that way less people can do, right? Like half the population maybe can have a like it's a common occurrence in a way but like being a ballet dancer is something so special and our bodies do something so incredible and I just think that we need to appreciate our bodies for that because I never did before and now I'm find myself appreciating my body now for something it did when it's also done really great things for me in the past and so I just want to say to all those ballet dancers out there any dancer adult dancer whatever just like your body does amazing things that very few people in this world can do and it's a special gift and thank yourself for it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just feel like it's a different perspective than I had before. And I'm sure that, you know, dancers who become moms and then continue to dance maybe feel that way. But I just feel like I would have appreciated knowing that earlier, you know? I don't think I can say anything as profound as that. That was really nice, Rebecca. That wasn't the point. I just was thinking about it and I felt like it was something I wanted to share for people who maybe, you know, because body dysmorphia it's a thing mm-hmm. for all of us, right? Especially as dancers. Right. And so even if it your body doesn't look the way you want it, you have to take a second and appreciate the fact that it does really amazing things for you, especially if you're a dancer. Mm-hmm. What did you learn in 2022, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't learn anything. Maybe I'm just as stupid as I was true. at the beginning of the year. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're the lessons that you kind of like relearn or like, you know, things you have to remember, you forget and you come back to it. Or I don't know. I guess recently I've been feeling like, um, you know, it's like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. If you ever go looking, What's the, what's the expression? Oh, what did she say at the end? If I were if I ever go looking further than my own backyard again, I never really lost it to begin with. Mm. So that, that's how I feel. It's like sometimes I feel like, um, like I I need to be doing things outside of that ballet or um, that ballet can't fulfill me in the same way as it once did. Right. But then, um, oh, I guess you know, I was watching. Stacy Cadell, who I have already said that I love on this podcast, and she, I've never really felt like I had um, uh, a role model. Like she is a role model for me now. The way that she is in the studio, the way she treats her dancers, it's exactly how I want to be. Mm. And I just feel like there's a there's no like shame in the in the way that she's just at the theater every second of the day that she has to be, but she still has like a, you know, a child that she's um, raised and a husband and um, you know, a life, but that it's, if this is what you know and love lean in and, and don't feel like you've been shamed by a million articles that are like, well, when we come home, we don't talk about ballet. <laughs> We've always not subscribed to that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about I mean, it. if it works uh, also, also, I don't mean to shame those people, but just right. do whatever, you know, in when you're in the next step phase of your life that is no longer just being a ballet dancer every day, do whatever is going to make you happy. And for me, that is like going to the ballet every night and, and reading Mr. B and then learning about new forms of dance with you and that like dance is my anchor and that's okay. Yeah. And do what, what feels good to you. And helps you mental health wise too. Like if it does help you to unplug from ballet and get away, that's fine. We're saying that too. But if it is your passion, it's something you love, find, you know, finding ways to continue to be connected to it. I mean, I don't know what I would do without this podcast. Like for me, this is really only my my only anchor left in ballet right. anymore. And I would be feel I would be a house like a shell of a person. I don't know what I would it would just be so sad to not have that connection to it. And we found a creative way to continue to be connected to it. And so I think that as people retire, if they find creative ways to continue to stay connected and contribute. And I also just want to say that I don't know if this is something that you would say for yourself, but by talking to you and being your friend all year, I think you have rediscovered this year your love for setting ballets because as a repetitor, you weren't able to do it for so many years because of COVID. And like having that back, I feel like you like have that 
fire again and that love right. for setting back. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I mean, this was the year and that you're that good I at it. I can say that. Back. I know you won't say that. Thank but. you. <laughs> Well, no, it is important to feel like to. It's just like the, just like being a ballet dancer. How we never wanted to say we were good at anything, but then I like you know with ballet, at least there's an end, and then you look back, and in hindsight, you're like, oh, I was good in this part. I wasn't good at that part. But for me, hopefully, I'll stage ballets until I die. But <laughs> but then I won't have the. Then I'll be dead, and I won't be able to appreciate that I did a good job. <laughs> so you have right, to appreciate, so appreciate it, it in now. the now, right? That's so true. But I think, you know, it's. Like you're saying, it's hard as a ballet dancer. You don't always get that affirmation that what you're doing is good. And even when someone gives it to you, it's hard to accept it. And that's something that we still struggle with. And I know that you have gotten that positive affirmation recently. So sit in that, sit in that truth yeah, of you we're being sitting. a good repetitor. We're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting in our truth. <laughs> well, I think that that's a lovely note to end on. 2022 wasn't... Maybe so bad after all. Huh? Oh, I, I think I like 2022. Yeah. Much better than 2021. Yeah. Remember when we were like 2021 will be better and then six days in it wasn't better. <laughs> Ooh, 2021 really took us on a roller coaster. <laughs> well, bye 2021. Goodbye 2022. Here Hello 2023. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Well, so much great dance to explore with you and another year of COD, Mikey. I'm glad yes. that we're still at it. Me too. Love you, Rebecca. Love you, Mikey. Talk soon. Everyone have a great new year and a great holiday season. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.